Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. It is so important for people to really understand that who you are is not the same as what you do. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey guys, if you listened to our episode last week, you'll know we hit 10,000 listens and we announced an awesome giveaway on our Instagram. Well, thank you all so much for entering. We had so many comments and so many new followers. We're reaching even more people. But the lucky winner is taking away a $100 voucher to spend on a new outfit, either for their interview or for their new job, and an hour career chat with me. And our winner is... D Jeremiah. So if that's your Instagram handle, keep an eye out in your DMs. We're going to be reaching out to you to arrange that voucher and that career chat. Now let's get back on with the episode. This week, we're talking about job rejection, losing a job and the toll it can take on your mental health during a job search. We've roped in an expert to talk us through overcoming the emotional challenges of job searching. So joining us today is Dr. Lillian Nejad, who is a clinical psychologist and skills for life coach. Lillian, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast. So to start things off, would you be able to please give us a brief rundown of the kind of work you do? Absolutely. I've been a clinical psychologist for um, over 20 years, and I've worked in multiple settings over that time. So I started out in um, community-based organizations, like community health organizations, and also public mental health, working on, you know, the inpatient psychiatric ward and crisis assessment teams and working with people with early psychosis and all, all kinds of things. And I loved it, so it was really great. And then I decided that um, I wanted to try what it was like to work in a university setting. So I, I was mm. a lecturer for a few years, and I supervised clinical psychology students in the doctoral program, and uh, which was fantastic as well. But I actually really missed doing the direct work with clients. Mm. And so I went back to public mental health for several years, and then I decided I was going to go out on my own, and I've been... Uh, doing a private practice for about six years. And in the last year, I decided I was going to just dip my toes into the business world a little bit. And so I started, (laughs) I started um, 
my business called Skills for Life, which is basically just providing what I would normally provide some, you know, in terms of skills and strategies in a session with a client, but mm. give everyone kind of access to those skills and strategies in online course environments so that people can just access it whenever in the privacy of their own home in a really efficient kind of effective way. Yeah, and maybe before they're at the point of being, you know, in in crisis mode. As Absolutely. Well. So it's not. It's definitely not a substitute for therapy in any way. It really is about giving people the skills they need, um, yeah, to prevent being in a worse situation mm. and and to give you like early intervention so that you, you don't make things um, worse over time by not doing anything. Yeah, I love that. Okay, awesome. Um, so let's start with um, if someone has lost a job. Uh, many people can find that losing a job can be hugely challenging emotionally. Um, what do you think it is that makes it so hard? Um, you know, losing a job it can is so hard. I mean, there's just no question about it. Um, but it, it's hard for so many reasons. I mean, mm. it it what you do for a lot of people is wrapped up in their identity and um, mm. their sense of self and their self esteem. I know that from listening to some of your shows that that might be true for yeah, for you, and it's definitely, definitely true for me. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when, when you're a high achiever or when achievement is, you know, close to the top of your kind of values list or priorities, losing your work or your job can feel like a, a major blow to... Yeah. Um, who you are as a person and you can feel lost because we kind of say like I am a whatever insert your job and you're defining yourself by what it is that you do for work and so if you've lost that then I am a what (laughs) exactly And and you bring up such a great point Sarah because I think it is so important for people to really understand that who you are is not the same as what you do yeah that's a big one it's a really interesting one because I think that a lot of us are just tied to this. Um, we need to be productive and achieve, and that is who we are. But actually, no, it's not. It's what we've prioritized. It what is what we value potentially, but it's not who we are as people. Yeah, I think it's a huge part of um, society as well, like the grind hustle culture of like mm-hmm. working five days a week. Like it really, yeah, ends up shaping how you feel about yourself. Yeah, it can. And look, there are lots of other reasons why losing your job would be hard. I mean, it can be the main source of income for your family, for instance, and then you're you're worried about, um, you know, putting food on the table potentially, or you just feel like you failed your family in some way, Um, even though they they might not feel that way about you. You might feel that way about yourself if you're the main source of income. And you might also worry about how others see you if you're out of work Mm -hmm. and feel judged by others potentially it might just be again what you're thinking in your own head rather than what's actually happening but it's something that people often worry about and I think people really worry about the future and whether they're going to be able to find another job and how long that's going to Mm -hmm. take and is it going to be as good in terms of like status or pay and how are they going to manage that so there's all sorts of reasons why it's emotionally difficult when you lose Mm -hmm. your position. And do you think that how you lost your role impacts on the way that people can react? Yeah, I think that that absolutely makes a difference. I mean, there's so many different ways we can lose our role. So there's getting fired. There's Mm. uh, resigning. 
There is being asked to resign. There is becoming redundant. You know, there is quitting or or it might be that a business has gone under and there's just the job just doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, And I think even within those categories, there's going to be differences in how people react because it's about how they've interpreted that situation and what their previous experiences have been and how that um, kind of sets the tone for how they might react and respond to this situation. And so you can get a whole range of different reactions that, you know, that might be disappointment, which sounds like a very reasonable reaction to losing your job. Um, Look, they're probably all fairly reasonable reactions, you know, feeling upset, Mm. um, disappointed, frustrated, angry, Um, depending on the circumstances, all of those emotions might be reasonable. It's just about, well, what function are they serving? And, Sometimes we just need to feel a certain way about something and it's completely valid to do that. Um, But also to notice when your emotions are becoming dysfunctional and and being able to do something about that if that's occurring. Yeah. On that note, actually, um, I've talked to a lot of candidates in the past who you know, going through an interview process and they're kind of projecting a lot of negative emotions about their previous role or the previous company or how they were treated on the way out. Um, What are some of the things that we can do um, to process those emotions so that they maybe don't hold you back? Yeah, look, I think, you know, and you're you're the experts, um, interview bosses, (laughs) but I think but I think in interviews, like the most important thing is to be able to express who you are and what you're capable of effectively. Yeah, right. that's, that's absolutely it, yeah. So, so look, you have to ask yourself, is talking about how you feel about what happened in your last job going to help you in that process or hinder you? And that's not to say that it, it, you know, that it, could, it could sometimes be helpful to talk about your feelings in an interview, but um, you know, like if for instance, like, you want to express how you feel in a way that showcases your values or if Mm. it highlights how you overcame a difficulty or if it emphasizes like what you've learned in an experience and and what you know what you can bring to a new role um in those ways expressing your feelings can be great but yeah um if you're feeling very upset and angry with your previous workplace and you bring that energy into an interview it's it's something that people can really pick up and it's definitely Mm. not going to be helpful (laughs) and that might not be the best reflection of who you actually are as a person but all they're seeing is this this kind of angry disgruntled person who they're going oh do I want to work with someone who's who's bringing that energy in yeah, that's right. So I think it's really important if you're really struggling to contain your emotions. And like I said, it can be really helpful just to validate that for yourself. Like it doesn't mean that your emotions are invalid. It just means that mm. expressing them in that um, at that time in an interview isn't going to be the most effective thing for you. So yeah. when is it more effective to express those emotions? Like when, when's a better time? With who is a better time? Like put things Mm. in place so that you're able to express yourself and validate your feelings um, with others in more appropriate places in your life. So that might be your friends, it might be your family, it might be other former colleagues who know exactly what you're talking about, (laughs) right? I certainly have done that with 
places oh, that I, definitely. you know, like, you know, you don't have to explain why everyone yeah, knows they get <laughs> why. It. Yeah, they get it. So yeah, you can vent that way. Um, mm. Rather yeah. and try also maybe to before you go into an interview, put some strategies in place to calm yourself down and, and to remind yourself, like, what are you there for? You're there to express mm. yourself effectively. So they know who you are and they know what you can do. And that's it. You know, yeah. keep that keep that front of mind when you when you go in. You mentioned before some of the very normal emotions that come up with people when they're getting rejected from jobs or have lost their jobs. And while these feelings are totally normal, what are some unhelpful ways that people can sometimes respond to these tricky situations of having lost a job? Or mm, Look, I think the most unhelpful way or maybe the most common way that people respond to the difficulties of losing a job or trying to find a job is avoidance behaviors. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's all kinds of ways avoidance can be expressed. Um, we might tell ourselves we don't feel like it. We, you know, we'll procrastinate. <laughs> um, this is all familiar for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a chronic Emma's going through avoider. this right now. I get overwhelmed and then avoid everything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely, and the reason why we use avoidance is because it works. It distracts us from, you know, the task at hand and it relieves our, our anxiety. Usually anxiety is what, what's at the root of avoidance behavior. So, Mm. um, and it gives us a break from feeling anxiety and that's why it can become a pattern of behavior because it makes us feel okay in the moment. So in the long term, it probably doesn't make us feel okay because we've left all of this stuff that we should have been doing uh, and it piles up and you get more and more stressed over time. But in that yep. moment of like, I'm going to watch the show instead or <laughs> when I was doing yeah, my it PhD, yeah. I was just playing like Minesweeper for three hours and I'd be like, oh my God, three hours just went by. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that that's probably the most problematic behavior that can happen because what, and what I see with my clients sometimes who are looking for work too, it's like, uh, they tell me week after week that they're doing their resume and then it's like, Oh, uh, I, I didn't do anything about it again this week. <laughs> yeah. and I didn't do anything <laughs> about it again are. this week. And, <laughs> yeah. or, or they are not exploring what's out there. Yeah. You know, I, like on that it, note, I, um, yeah. I have some friends who have been going through job hunting and it's been really tough. Like as, as mm. we know, people yeah. have to apply for sometimes 20, 30 jobs before hearing back. Um, mm. And I have a lot of friends who have been saying like, I, I couldn't bring myself to apply for another role because I just couldn't handle the thought of rejection again. Like um, they feel like, yeah, they, they've just been through it too much. They don't even want to apply. Um, how can you, how, so how can you sort of rebuild your self-esteem I guess after being knocked back so many times Mm. well you know what I guess it a lot of that depends on how you're interpreting rejection I mean I I totally get how it can be very disheartening you know and because you know so you you might apply for 20 jobs or, or however many and you might not receive even an email back to say that they've you know like no like even if you know, like the, yeah. it's just left there, like whatever, what all that effort that you put hole. in doesn't mean anything. Um, so I think part of it, you know, in terms of being able to be resilient through that process, the most important factor is just to have support. Mm. And there are so many ways to get that. So there's there are resources within your own kind of social and family network 
you know, where you can get support. But there's also resources in the community. There's resources online, like mm-hmm. your podcast, for instance, um, or LinkedIn, or, you know, whatever it might be that um, a career counselor or a recruitment mm-hmm. agency or, you know, what's going to make the process easier for you um, could you know, often it is a source of support um, outside of you, you know, that's helping you, prompting you, motivating you, encouraging you. I think part of it also is, um, and this is a hard one, is just not to take it personally, the rejection. Yeah, yeah. I know that that it does feel personal. Um, But like you said, at this time where a lot of people are looking for work, and especially in particular industries where people might be receiving who knows how many um, applications, mm. it's probably not personal. Uh, it, yeah. it possibly is just practical. Yeah. It's possibly that they didn't even get to read your application because they had to cut it off at some point because they don't have the manpower to go through everything. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons why you're, you haven't been successful at, at getting the job. And, and it's, not, it's not about you as a person. Again, it, it is yeah. that idea of like it's it's not a it's not about you as a person. And yeah. Whether you whether someone wants you for that position or not, or whether they decide to interview, or whether they've even emailed you back um, to say yes or no, that doesn't mean anything about you. That is that is like truth bomb. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean anything about you. Yeah. Um, and I think from the other side, you're exactly right in saying you know it can come down to a practicality thing when you're looking at a resume for, you know, 10 seconds doing a quick scan, you're not thinking, is this person worthy? You know, what do I think about right. them? Do I think, are they lovely? You know, do, are they do kind? I think they're useless? Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not thinking about any of their other kind of personal qualities either. It's just like, Objective, do they have yeah, this certain yep. skill or something? Yeah. yeah. Or it's a numbers game, like you said. Yes. It's, it's that I can't go through 300 resumes because I've got, 10 other roles that I need to look at. And unfortunately, at a certain point, um, you know, you can search to try and see, okay, I want to see all the most relevant ones and someone might just get missed. Um, yeah. And that's the reality of, of you know, the, the job application world, unfortunately, in some industries that yeah. are really candidate heavy. And you know what? There is like, it's also really helpful to objectively assess your applications too, right? Like mm. if you've had, if you've applied that many times and you think I, I was the perfect candidate for this job and I don't understand, then have somebody review your stuff. Like, yeah. Right. There are people out there that do that. There are people out there that will rejig your resume for you. You know, you can find mm-hmm. and you can do that for, you know, low cost as well. Like I'm sure there's lots of high cost places you can do that as well. Yeah. But I know that you can you can go to, you know, a whole range of websites where people are freelancing and they will do it for you for a reasonable mm. price. And you can try different ways of applying and test out, well, maybe maybe this method might work better than that method. And um, so I think support's one thing, but also maybe keep building your skills, but not do that in a judgmental way. Not like I'm terrible and I need to, you know, be better yeah. and yeah. build my skills. It's like, no, you're just this... The rejection is a learning, it's an opportunity for learning, Mm. Um, especially if they, you know, have the courtesy to get back to you and tell you, like, why or, you know, if you you actually go through an interview process and you don't get the job, 
I don't know. Um, I don't know what your advice is, but I I always think it's really helpful to ask. Definitely. Um, the people like, you know, what was it? And, you know, what was I missing or what could I have done better or how, you know, um, because it's so it's such important information why people make the decisions yeah. that they do. And if you can Definitely. do that without judging yourself or judging them, then you're going to be able to really learn even more and really grow from that experience and take that into the next time that you apply for something. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully that experience, that uh, feedback is really practical as well. Because mm. um, it can sometimes be that you didn't interview that well um, and you did have the experience, but they didn't really have that come across and you can work on those skills. Yeah. Or it might be that you interviewed really well, but you haven't got the experience. And I think that's probably a little bit easier to take sometimes because at least, you know, you communicated yourself properly, but you know, you didn't tick one, one box or something like that, which you can then you know, go out and work out how to get that experience for next time. Well, I think that for both of them, you can, you can work on it. I just think mm. that sometimes when it, when the feedback is like about your own personal skills, let's say in the yeah. interview process, we f- are more sensitive to that. Yeah. yeah. Right. It makes us it feels feel a bit bad about ourselves. <laughs> right. Rather than just looking at it as actually, it's just a skills deficit, just like anything else. You know, yeah. what are what are the things that I can improve about? We're not meant to, we're not perfect people. You know, yeah. there's everybody's got a skills deficit somewhere like in their lives, whether they tell you or they don't. Sure. So you're lucky that they've told you because now, you know, and you won't go into another situation with the same problem and get rejected again and not know why they've told yeah. you they've given you honest, practical feedback. Take that and then do something to improve it. There's no shame in that at all. Mm. I think as well, though, you don't always get closure. Um, I was talking to a friend mm. of mine who who did reach out after an interview and just said, hey, this was my dream job. Like, I'd really love to know what I could do differently next time and hasn't heard back still to this day and mm. has been keeping an eye out to see if anyone on LinkedIn like changes their job title to that job and like who got it. And <laughs> just to figure it out. <laughs> what do they have that I don't have? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, there's an element of sometimes you're not going to get closure. Yeah, that's um, right. And you've got to work out how how you can process that without getting feedback um, or without knowing what it was. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. That Sometimes we just have to accept the reality that we're in. I mean, always, that's the best thing, just to accept the yeah. reality as it is. <laughs> Because then you can do something about it and doing something about it might not be to like press on and try to get the answers that you want. It might mm. just be to, be to to realize you're not going to get the answers from that person. And um, potentially you can talk it through with, with other people or maybe the next person that you come in contact with can give you the feedback that you're wanting. Mm. Um, and, and then just take care of yourself and, your, and how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Um, great little segue there, actually. Um, what are some practical ways that you can practice self-care in a job search? You know, maybe it's been dragging on either you're in a job or, mm. uh, and you're trying to do this kind of outside of work, yeah. um, or you're not, and you've got long stretches of days where you're trying to keep yourself motivated to, to go through the process. I think that that answer is going to be different for 
everyone. There's a whole range of skills and strategies mm. that you can do. And like what I try to help my clients with is to introduce them to the range of strategies, which I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, but then get them to try different things to find their own kind of list so that they have mm. like, you know, their own, whatever you want to call it, their own um, first aid kit or, you know, mental health first aid oh, kit. Oh, I love that. Or, I usually call or distress tolerance kit or job search strategies, you know, for my well-being, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But they create their own personal one based on, mm. you know, practicing different things. So there's lots of different things. Um, one of like an easy thing to um, to do is a, just practice relaxation techniques. Um, mm. What that can do if you practice it regularly is it just over, it just lowers your overall level of stress. So that mm. when you're, when you have those stress, stressful moments in your life, that you're, because your overall level of stress is lower, you can kind of mm. cope better with those peaks that might happen during the whole job search um, situation. Um, so relaxation techniques, like they include things like progressive muscle relaxation. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's basically yeah. going, yeah, from your head to your toes or your toes to your head and tensing and relaxing your muscles. Mm. And that's really... my favorite because it's quite physical and very tangible yeah. as opposed to some other kind of mental techniques, which can be a little bit more tricky. Yeah, everyone, like I, everyone has their preferences. Some people mm. hate progressive muscle relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> and other people really love it. So, I mean, that's that's why it's so important to try different things and find your set of things. Mm. Um, but anything that can induce like that relaxation response in your body and that, that will help your mind to kind of chill out as well. And it can also help with getting you to sleep because, you know, when we're feeling really anxious about things, that can interrupt, you know, important mm. things in our lives like sleep. Um and that's really important just for our kind of normal daily functioning. So I'd say healthy lifestyle stuff, keep that up as much as you can. Um, relaxation, obviously, uh, as I mentioned, having fun, like taking breaks, <laughs> doing, good doing yeah. <laughs> Something Emma can get on board with. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but here's the thing. It's not having fun and taking breaks as Instead an avoidance of, yeah. behavior. <laughs> The line is fine. <laughs> so it's, but it, because if you do it as an avoidance behavior, what ends up happening is while you're having fun, you're also feeling guilty at the same time. Mm. And then, then you've the just fun wasted is never it. real fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know this so you, all too well. Right. So you just want to have the fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So planning that and making sure that's part of your day. Um, rewarding yourself for doing things that are t moving you towards that goal of getting a new job. Mm. It doesn't, you know, whether you're successful or not is, you know, that's ultimately what you want, but what you have to do to be successful is important as well. So if you've yeah. done, if you have a, you know, I don't know if you have a target of five applications a week or whatever it is, and you reach the target, like reward yourself for that. Yeah, we actually have a, a checklist of some other things that people might not think about other than just applying for more jobs that you right. can do, like updating your LinkedIn, yeah. you know, creating a profile on Seek. You know, there's things that you can do to continue feeling on top of it and proactive that yeah. aren't necessarily just applying for more jobs. I think that's excellent. I think that's a great idea because you don't want to just feel like you have only doing one thing to progress yourself yes. forward. It's nice to have a variety of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So yeah, I think um, uh, mindfulness is also potentially really helpful um, mm. and in a really practical way. 
uh, I think the main thing that mindfulness can help us with is just accepting how we're feeling, you know, mm. in the moment and that it's okay. It's perfectly reasonable to feel those ways. And mm. then um, they can, it can also provide like a moment where you're feeling like you're soothing yourself and you're being kind to yourself and you're being compassionate towards yourself and, um, and really focusing some time on doing something pleasant and nice and kind for yourself. So, so I think all of those things can be really helpful to, to do as part of your process, um, whether it's looking for a job or whether it's any other challenges that you're facing in your life, just making sure that you're taking those boxes too, that it's not, and that it's not optional, you know, like taking care of yourself is not optional. It needs, I love that. It needs, <laughs> it needs to be on your to-do list every day. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be hours a day. It can be 10 minutes some days and it can be a couple of hours another day and it can be the whole day the next day and it can be mm. a minute the next day. It can be a variety of ways, but it's what's important is to work out what works for you and do that. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to add on that topic? Well, I just, um, I, I want to say congratulations on doing such a great podcast. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank and, you. And I heard that you reached a milestone of 10,000 listens. So yes, yeah, uh, I did. C- congratulations for that as well. Thank you so and much. And I think that you're helping a lot of people. So um, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate um, you reaching out. And, and I hope that what we talked about today will help lots of people. Thank you so much for coming on the pod today. Um, Yeah, as we spoke about, dealing with job rejection can take a huge mental toll, especially in this COVID climate. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you've given us, particularly me and our listeners, some amazing tips on how to cope. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about Lillian's work and her resources, you can visit her website at www.drlillianneejad.com and we'll put that all in the show notes for you so that you can click on that and check out um, her online courses for some more um, building life skills as well um, to get your resilience up. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Sarah and Emma. We'll be back in your ears next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you liked this episode and you want to support us, go ahead and hit follow on Spotify or subscribe in Apple. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>